0: down to watch strives to be a unique podcast dedicated to movies tv and music with a soft spot for cult classics join your hosts k and d for fun games and the occasional pop culture chatter. this is down to watch hello and welcome to episode 12 of down to watch where we talk about classic for cult classic TV, movies, and music. Today, we are here to talk about specifically Netflix original series Marvel's Daredevil. I'm Kay. I'm D. And D is back, guys. He's been gone for two episodes, but he's back.
1: <laughs> Nobody missed it.
0: Lies. Lies. We just want, before we get into it, we want you all to know that there will be spoilers. Not a lot, but there will be. So if that sort of thing grates your cheese you probably want to wait until you've watched all 13 episodes of daredevil and then come back and you can listen we'll still be here um you can please you only have eight more months to do it why so because the new season is coming out 2016 that's right yeah dude and so please subscribe rate and review subscribe to us rate and review us on itunes also follow us on twitter at dtw podcast and like down to watch podcast on facebook please so um <laughs> and thank you for those who are already doing that you guys are awesome and um <laughs> so we've got this first segment here and um, we're calling it for today or this is the second podcast where i've entitled it nerdy news now, how do you feel about that segment name, d or?
1: i love alliteration
0: okay so we're gonna keep it new so, nerdy news new nerdy news okay all right, I can, I can live with that. So, new nerdy news. ta got By the time you guys hear this podcast, it won't be new anymore. But Avengers is coming out Friday, and I'm super stoked about it. How are you feeling about it, D?
1: I don't know anything about it except for the fact that it's the Avengers. Yeah, I
0: don't know too much about the plot it, any, it's either. It's going to be Loki
1: heavy again? I'm going to be think,
0: upset. I think it's supposed to be Iron Man heavy. I okay. think that's the thing. Yeah, Loki
1: <laughs> played it out the last two.
0: Oh, well, it was just one Avengers. He was in Thor and then the mm. Avengers. Yeah. so Great actor, great character. We've seen enough of him. Okay. Fair enough. And in other nerdy news, um, Fight Club is getting a sequel as a comic. Ooh. I'm very excited about this. Hmm. Um, it's like, you know, 10 years later for Tyler Durden, and he's married with like kids and, and stuff. And, he didn't um, get institutionalized? Apparently not. Or maybe he hmm. did. You know, maybe there's some backstory there. Like, in the before he got married and stuff, he spent some time in protective custody of sorts. And uh, it was all better. But it looks like um, his old feelings and stuff are rising back. And so that's being released by uh, Dark Horse and Chuck Palahniuk. I never know how to say Pal-a-neck. it. Pal-a-neck. Is, is returning as the writer, and joining him will be artist Cameron Stewart and colorist Dave Stewart. Are they related? I don't know. And um, to me, that doesn't mean a lot because I am not a comic book like i'm the
1: Stewarts are gonna be on it
0: i'm not super into comic books like that like i'm not really well versed so i know there are some people who do care and not to take away from the artist and color
1: cameron and dave's mom
0: well obviously but um not to take away from you know the artist and the colorist that you know put that bring the comic books to life and the graphic novels to life so i just thought they should get a shout out and uh david mack whoever that is will be doing the covers for each issue i think everybody else seems take to take me that's, straight to chasing amy that's pretty important chasing well, these characters
1: <laughs> i'm not an outliner <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um that will be released on may 2nd which is also well like the first sampler like a 14 page sampler will be released and that's coincidentally also free comic book day so hmm. um get a free comic book so hopefully you know and once again i think this episode will be out after all of that so uh hopefully you guys picked up a copy and if you did please let us know how it is and what's going on i'm more than likely going to try to find one when i get around to it because i'm a, a huge fight club movie fan and what, I,
1: what about david mack are we going to talk about david mack
0: what what's talk about him he's doing the covers i said that
1: you did yeah i, I got lost in the stewarts okay
0: <laughs> so yeah, so there's that. So hopefully you guys picked up a copy of Fight Club and you have also you also managed to um, you know, score big on free comic book day, which is May second, which was May second. I can see the full feature film now. Of Fight, Fight Club, Club Two. Too,
1: as anime. And there's only one Ugh. real character, and that's Tyler Durton, who's played by, of course. You think
0: Brad Pitt could still pull it off?
1: Hmm. He'd have to, right?
0: No. It'd no because that be was his Edward imagination it would have to yeah. be Edward Norton so he could totally have a new younger different Tyler Durden
1: perhaps a dog named Wilford <laughs> 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 or a cat named Garfield <laughs> <laughs> bring Bill Murray back as Tyler Durden's new uh,
0: alter ego yeah. alter, alter ego yes this Alt- time it'll be Bill Murray i'd totally see that that'd be awesome i would totally watch that
1: (laughs) you just you need to relax and play a little golf that would be wouldn't hurt to wear a clown nose every now and again mr (laughs) serious why are you going to all these death groups (laughs)
0: seriously man no, Check out a Hooters. So, yeah, so Bill Murray, if you happen to be listening, <laughs> you should take a take a meeting with Chuck Palahniuk and see what you guys can do for Fight Club 2. And I'm sure David Fincher will be on board for that as well.
1: If they already wrote it, then it's ruined. In which case, Bill Murray, come see us. We will write you a Fight Club 3.
0: <laughs> I see I smell a franchise coming. That's right. That's the golden like, years. <laughs> if Furious five or fast and furious can keep going you know there's gonna be another one there's gonna there's one that's released now i think that's number six
1: yeah like the latin american rock star from everywhere is gonna be in it
0: i don't know who that is i don't either and then so number seven they've already planned they're already (laughs) planned there's number seven gonna come out next year so I, i basically what i'm what they're telling us is Life as we know it. There will be another Fast and Furious every year from the here on out. Is there
1: a video game that goes with this movie franchise? Probably. There should be. I would imagine there is. And where's Pac-Man Five?
0: Pac-Man Five? What?
1: Pac-Man versus Manhattan. The
0: movie or video game? Yeah, the game? movie. And where the where, were, where was Pac-Man One through Four? Movie.
1: It's, it got lost. <laughs> Part of the big takeover of computers. <laughs> it so, got played. <laughs> by computers so pac-man 5 is gonna come out check it out it's gonna be (laughs) pac-man versus manhattan clearly he'll be chasing pizza slices until he finally gets to the apple right Uh once he eats the apple Uh game over for manhattan
0: pac-man wins and the ghosts are just like random crackheads Uh, probably
1: retail stores are relevant before (laughs) amazon.com
0: yeah okay like macy's You've the Jones the s- Store. You've thought this through. That would be the ghost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sex with Avenue is hanging on by one fur coat. I'm sure
0: there's somebody out there keeping sex, in business.
1: Yeah, through estate sales. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so if you guys have some, <laughs> if you guys have
0: any questions that you would like to send us that we would will more than likely answer on air. And um, if you have any news that we should know about, anything happening in pop culture or uh, anything fun or exciting, anything any new movies or video games or comic books that you guys are excited about, let us know. Go to down to watch a Facebook page, or you could tweet us at DTW Podcast, or email us at down to watch podcast at gmail dot com.
1: We are so official. I try to be. You do good. Thanks. Let's get into the show.
0: All right, let's do that. <laughs> Netflix or Netflix original series Marvel's Daredevil. Daredevil, this was released in two thousand fifteen as a Netflix original, created by Drew Goddard, starring Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, Deborah Ann Wall, Eldon Henson, Vondi Curtis Hall, and Rosario Dawson. Our personal history with the show. Me, I did see the origin or the other Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. And, this was uh, in a movie. Well, the movie Daredevil with Ben Affleck and Colin Farrell and um, ah, whoever played Elektra, I forget her name, uh, Jennifer Garner. And um, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with it, I thought it kind of stunk. I never read any of the Daredevil comic books.
1: I'm pretty sure I took a
0: flight during that time period in my life,
1: in which case, I'm sure I saw parts of Daredevil starring
0: Ben <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> so you saw it on a plane parts yeah that's pretty much all you the only reason why i even saw it and i'm pretty sure i went to the theater and saw it was because colin farrell was bullseye
1: ends of it maybe in a hotel room parts of it on a plane you've seen it. i heard it's dialogue in an elevator you've seen it yeah ben affleck sends you a tweet with some of the dialogue yeah this was like a time in ben affleck's career where he's
0: still trying to come back from jiggly Geely, yeah, that. (laughs) No, it wasn't because this was before Geely. Because in this movie, I think is when he met Jennifer Garner, and he was married to her for a hot. Really? Or maybe I haven't flipped up. I don't remember when he was with Ben. He was with he was he was was that twice because he was with Garner and Lopez. What is this guy like a jelly like PB and J? Actually, no, I'm, I'm wrong because he's with Jennifer Garner now. Okay, my apologies. Peanut butter. And so batter. you're right. So he's probably yes. Yeah, he's probably coming back. From it was Zilli. just a weird, like
1: there like I don't know some high level demon still in charge in Hollywood. that's like look, we have this dude's soul. <laughs> Let's we might as well <clears throat> try for the Marvel franchise. You know how those guys like to test case a movie before they do something serious. <laughs> we have this. We have this time on his contract. We did a Hulk already. Let's do a Daredevil. <sighs> Let's just, yeah, let's throw Ben Affleck and Jen Gardner. <laughs> Their names rhyme. We have to cast it. And then, like, over some heavy-handed margaritas at brunch, <laughs> this deal was done. <laughs> and I saw, you know, I just, this is what I know of Daredevil. This okay. is my history. It's not with uh, the movie. Daredevil
0: as uh, the, the character? The hero. Okay.
1: I knew he was blind. Mm-hmm. I got him confused with Flash a lot because I wasn't sure if he ran fast. Okay. Because he had the same kind of outfit as flash okay kind of a leathery deal with some pointy stuff on the head and oh yeah i guess flash has stuff those on the, on the lightnings or something yeah lightnings. lightning bolts yeah right it's easy to confuse the lightning bolts and the little horns because otherwise essentially they're dudes that have red suits that weren't on scooter. oh you're right okay yeah so i'm just telling you as a child and i had my <laughs> plastic figurines they didn't even move they were just like mold And I had Flash, I had Daredevil, I had Batman, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would play with them. And Daredevil and Flash, to me, were interchangeable. I didn't know much of the backstory with Daredevil, except I knew he was blind. I always assumed that he was, like, related to or friends with Evil Knievel. (laughs) Because of the suit? No, because of the name. Oh. (laughs) Daredevil. Because I also had Evil Knievel figurines, and so... Evil Knievel and Daredevil oftentimes would gang up on Flash because he wasn't really, like, he didn't have stunts. But he ran fast. Yeah, but he couldn't, like, jump through a flame of fire. You know, he couldn't do any, couldn't jump a Grand Canyon, no hoops of fire, no shark tanks. None of the stuff you'd expect from a Daredevil. Now, oddly enough, this TV show, which apparently shows the real comic, which I never read, of Mm -hmm. Daredevil, this guy's a lawyer Mm -hmm. for a living.
0: Hmm. A- Affleck was as such in the movie too
1: Yeah, yeah, right Which this guy, th- this uh, Chuck Cock guy
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> not okay <laughs>
1: He chose that name That's not probably not that even name. his real name And he's like, yeah, I want to be Charlie Cox <laughs> He did not choose Just like that the name. tuna <laughs> Sorry, Charlie Oh, Charlie Cock
0: So what were you getting into
1: about? <laughs> he seems like he'd be a lawyer Ben Affleck Mm, not so much. Think they had a right in Goodwill Hunting. He doesn't strike me as white collar worker. Just it's hard to cast, I think Ben Affleck as a like a Richard Greer in Pretty Woman. Hmm. There Will be no remake starring Ben Affleck as Richard Greer. Greer? Yeah, whatever his name is.
0: I, I'm not a really, really big Ben Affleck fan to begin yeah, with. No, right. So like from what
1: I remember, he was a lawyer. Yeah, The most convincing thing he did was a flip on a seesaw. Hmm. This guy, Charlie Cox, he played a pretty good lawyer. I'd like to say, though, I'd like, I'm very happy to see that Groucho Marx's eyebrows are back in business on this guy. On Charlie? Yes. The, <laughs> this, the, this, this the, this is the Groucho brows <laughs> are totally back in business in this sequel. Do you oh, hate Charlie? <laughs> no, I don't hate Charlie. I'm saying that he has... For a dude that has to wear sunglasses, they did a good job casting Mm. this actor with physical traits such as very pronounced lips and very pronounced (laughs) eyebrows because they cover his eyes. True. So he has to convey emotion. The dude spends half of each show with a mask covering his eyes and head. Mm. So he's got to have something. He's got like a big nose. He's got big lips. He's got huge eyebrows. He's like a puppet. Yeah. Muppet.
0: Well, interesting about him because as we were watching it, I couldn't place him in anything else. I just thought he was some newcomer that came on board, but apparently he was on Boardwalk Empire.
1: Cox is not a newcomer?
0: No, he was on he... <laughs> He's on Stand Boardwalk you. Empire <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, he chose this name. <laughs> I wonder if he's related to Courtney Cox. But um so he was on Boardwalk Empire as uh I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend like I remember anybody's name, but I remember what role he played. He was like one of um Nucky's Wives, helpers, or something like that, or, or whatever. But
1: Hmm. was he the tough guy, Irish guy? Yeah. There you go. That kind of fell in love with Nucky's wife for a second, hot second. See,
0: you remember a lot more than you let on to remember about (laughs) movies and about life in general. Hmm. (laughs) Go figure. Oh, look at me! No, I don't remember anything. Lies. That's my superhero, ignoramus. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I, I went. I came into watching the show. Only because Vincent D'Onofrio, because I heard that he was yes. going to play the villain. Let's get to the good stuff. All right, so let's talk about our characters. Um, so I guess we've discussed Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, real name Charlie Cox. Does, does he
1: do his own stunts? Because if so, that is also doubly impressive. I don't know. That is a good question. Because the chore, the fight choreography, choreography is mm-hmm. amazing in this. And I have to say, it's probably some of my. It looks kind of like Capoeira kind of like gymnastics there's a lot of helicopter kicks he's a big fan of that move
0: yeah i'm just looking up right now to see if maybe i could find something real nope it looks like somebody named chris brewster is his stunt double there you go but he, right. i'm sure he's, he knows a lot he, he has Aww. to do a little bit of something he's probably not doing all the hardcore things but nothing to take away from him um no i like the fact that it they did that they they did not get like some overly like buff, crazy, veiny. Yeah, I'm watching dude. this
1: thing. I'm like, I'm the same size as that dude. There's yeah. no way I could beat up
0: that guy. Well, of course you could. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just all not about Vincent, he's... not evil
1: Vincent D'Onofrio. He's First like... of all, an angry Vincent D'Onofrio has me cowering in the corner. I don't care how fit I am at the time.
0: <laughs> I feel like you could just take him in a bear hug and just, like, it's hold on to him anyway. No.
1: no, 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 you'll lose that fight. No, no, I'm cowering in the corner, I'm running, I'm finding a smaller place that Vincent's huge hands can't get into. <laughs> he did such a good job. I just want to talk about him. About Vincent? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shut up and let you get through the rest of, get to Jessica. He, okay, yeah, Vincent's number blood. four on the list, so,
0: I mean, we're not we're not going to have much to say about the other two. Okay, just... <laughs> It's OK. So Matt or Charlie Cox. I like what he um, is doing with this performance. Um, I don't know. Like he's definitely not overbearing and he's got this nice, real. Stable uh, being thing about him when he's just Matt Murdoch, as opposed to like when he trans- when he goes over to a dress. I think it's kind of on
1: purpose. I think they're like, OK, he has to be the least interesting character no, and it's I, like the typical I like that. kind of uh, s- superhero. The unassuming. Yeah, like Batman's not that interesting. Alfred? Fascinating. <laughs> Villains that Batman fights? Fascinating. Right. Allies that sometimes he might take? Fascinating. Similarly, Daredevil? <sighs> I've had saltine crackers more interesting than this guy. You know, and it, even the even when he puts on the little mask and everything, it's, it's not that wreck. interesting. You know, it's it's just and his whole premise and plot not that interesting. What right? the
0: fact that he's in rage, the why he came to be Daredevil, yeah. how he came to yeah.
1: be, yeah. Well, sorry, not interested. You know, it's just not that compelling. It's what's no. most interesting about him is the characters that surround him and the villain that he fights.
0: It's like mostly hometown pride. That's what drives him. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what it is. Uh, I, you know, and then it's funny too. It's like this little formula they like to do in Stanley Land, where it's like uh, radioactivity and science. Yeah, let's build a character based on radioactivity and science, and then like fill in the blank every single thing that ever came out of Stanley's head. This one, the science part is that when people are blind, and I would like to increase the visibility on blindness, and I'd like to say that. Daredevil does a very good job of showing Did this. Did you
0: just say increase the visibility on blindness? That's
1: right. It's one of those <laughs> things a lot of people don't see, but blindness is a big deal. It affects a lot of people's lives, such as Daredevil. And, and you know, it's the whole idea that if you lose your sight, then you have increased touch and smell and taste mm-hmm. and hearing, or you lose your hearing and you have. Inc- and that's real. That happens. Right. So Stanley took that. He's like, let's throw some radioactive chemicals on his eyes let's, too. Let's pump it up a couple notches. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and like, this kid gets hit by a truck and somehow only got splashed in the eyes with his chemical as they started the scene right? Yeah, He wasn't covered in this Truth, liquid. Cause it were only like, just on his there eyes. There were like 5 billion barrels two... of this stuff. Right. <laughs> Teaspoons. <laughs> and, and strategically got them on his eye and that was it. You know, Maybe
0: that's what season 2 touches on. Who did that? The strategic like who, placement who came of the over, chemical. Who came over after and the just co- after the truck wreck. Right. <laughs> and spooned it onto his eyes because that
1: was it. That was all he had on him. In any event, you see, the, the so they took those two. And then, like, the other thing is, like, he's got two sticks. That's his weaponry. He's, like, badass by himself, but with those two sticks, he's unstoppable. Now,
0: I'm really confused as to what the, are those sticks, like, electric? Because I thought, weren't they, like, spewing off sparks or something? Is there something more mm-hmm. to them? I, no. I, I, I swear I saw sparks.
1: Uh, if there is, I totally didn't get it or see it or ever remember Daredevil having... Like, yes, he had a blind stick. Mm-hmm. and Maybe he turned his blind stick into a weapon chucks. of sorts. Yeah, like them chucks, or I'm sure there's a name for it. The katanas? Just, katanas, sure. I don't <gasps> know if that's right, but sure, we'll go with that. we going to go with that. Uh, and then this, I don't know. Like, basically, all of season one, I enjoyed it deeply, and I enjoyed it deeply because of the cast of characters around Daredevil. Mm-hmm. The whole season was about him... Letting his friends know that he was the daredevil, and then getting the costume, because it's like you're not really a superhero unless you've got followers, in a costume, like in a good costume, like a specially made, secret, ancient, system of costume.
0: Well, the the um the neat part about his costume, how it came to be, was that it was actually material, the same material that Wilson Fisk used on his suits to make himself like, impenetrable. proof you know, Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Sliced and proof. he, like, went to his tailor and uh, had him do the same thing, but, you know, once again, bumped With it up, like, 20 leather. notches. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I apparently... Like, the guy also did some S&M-type costumes as well. The just costume... Kinda, just like,
1: when he comes out in his costume at the very end... That's terrible. The only thing I hear is... Everybody... Wants to rule the world. Why? <laughs> because uh, you think that's what's split. That's I the, think that's yeah, what that's, what what he's, that's what he's got in his little horn <laughs> headphones. Is Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. That guy put on that outfit, danced around in the mirror with his blind seeing self, and then he went onto the roof and was like, "I look good in this." Because <laughs> he it doesn't look
0: good no you know and i would be able to overlook most of the suit if it weren't for those horns on the head that's what really makes me crazy i don't make no sense it's the horn the horns are just really make it ridiculous so okay so moving on it's from old charlie um long story short we charlie's doing a a good a good thing he's doing a good job we we appreciate he's
1: making his fellow actors shine
0: Deborah Ann Wall playing Karen Page. This is um, the young lady that they help out in their very first case and, or the first episode. Um, they're also their first cases, to brand new lawyers. And um, so, you know, they save her life. And so she comes and works for them as their, I don't know, paralegal? Is that
1: right? We'll go with uh, Squatter, I think that's her official <laughs> title. Not really sure what she does. She went and bought some equipment from like five decades ago. Charged it to their account. <laughs> Charged it to their account. And is otherwise doing a lot of breaking and entering and getting people killed.
0: Yeah, so she's playing like, you know, this girl who, like, supposedly, like, wide eyed and just wants things to be right. And, you know, I can't deal I keep with Keep waiting
1: for her to fang out and suck foggy dry.
0: So, for those of you who don't know or, or don't remember, Deborah Ann Wall was Jessica on True Blood for a few seasons. And I really liked her as Jessica she was on great. True Blood.
1: And I don't want to let it go. I don't care that she's in Daredevil now. I want to see Jessica. Truth,
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, she's kind of distracting in this, and not like in a good way. Not like, oh god, she's just doing so well. I can't. It's like she's kind of she's not matching up with the tone with the rest of the.
1: Again, the whole Daredevil franchise, I'm feeling, wasn't as well thought out. This guy's like Bruce Wayne. He's got a trust fund. Parents died due to crime. Except this guy can't see. He's a vigilante, full of rage, will probably kill people someday. And then you've got Karen Page, who's just like damsel undistressed. All the K- time. Kind of likes the h- main hero, kind of likes the sidekick. Mm. You know, I can't decide if she's pretty or not <laughs> at all during this particular season. I'm just seeing like this kind of pathetic wannabe too young to know any better kind of they didn't think this character out there's not a lot of well-roundedness to this character she's she's damsel in distress yeah
0: from what i've seen she's caused more harm she pushes the
1: plot forward
0: well there's also a lot of time she spent on screen um and her and um the reporter ben telling us things that we've already seen like reiterating what's going on there
1: it's like they just decided character development is not something we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, because we don't really know too much about her past, and
1: we don't really have to get too much in plot either.
0: <laughs> okay, so
1: <laughs> really, what we've got going on here is an awesome villain, <laughs> and right? An awesome so sidekick because like, Foggy. Wait, wait! And,
0: I'm still oh. we still got Debra. just one thing about Deborah. Okay, fine. These boring people. But no, this is about Deborah, not Karen. No. Oh. Her real Sorry. life boyfriend is blind, oh. so I just thought that was a, a neat little fact. She's probably there. trying to
1: bring some awareness. He,
0: he suffers from a hereditary condition, and I don't know how to say it. Um, it's called cor, cor- maybe, which mm-hmm. uh, slowly blinded him. And she also works with nonprofits and stuff to help raise awareness for it. There you go. And um, also, a condition. She which uses her boyfriend's condition as an inspiration for her own battle against celiac disease. So I guess she has something called celiac's disease. Do you no, know what that no. is? Nope. So that's just a little something about Deborah that I thought was interesting. A little tidbit. But no. um yeah, so Karen as a as a character meh. She needs
1: I mean, but there's room for it to grow, obviously. Like yeah. I didn't like the first season a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Either. But I love that whole franchise and series. Right. And it could very well be that Daredevil was like the necessary kind of setting gotta you up. we got to lay everything out for yes, you first. You know, baby step, baby step, and set your expectation here because awesome things are going to happen in the next season. It's, it's like the first time. I believe you... that because there's great casting. I mean, these actors that they chose are amazing, and I'm a little, part of my angst is the fact that like, they didn't get a full range of what these actors could bring. And maybe that's just wishful thinking. That's not something one should expect from a first season.
0: Well, it's like the first time you open up and, and play a board game. Like, you know, you, there's time you're you're setting it up. You're like taking all the pieces apart and uh, taking off plastic, reading instructions. There's not much fun that first hour. I'll give you that. So, yeah. All right. That's cool. All right. So moving on to Foggy. What's his uh, real name?
1: His real name is Foggy Nelson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says with all seriousness the most character development
1: that we've gotten to so far this guy went from being like matt murdoch's little happy sidekick to like i have principles and this is you know we gotta have a meeting of the minds and i just i liked, you know i liked his backstory i wish they would have spent more time on foggy nelson in, in his law school days than they would have matt murdoch in his apparently the mo- the show arrow <laughs> it's yeah. like you know we done that we did the whole like survivalist camp and it wasn't even that it was like some blind guy shows up and is his mr miyagi and again not that deeply written
0: no that's true i I almost completely forgot about that episode but it was
1: more than one episode they peppered stick throughout
0: yeah i know but um back to your backstory for okay so Elden
1: henson is the actor's name
0: right i want to ask you a question what do you think about the episode um um Nelson versus Murdoch. When they oh, I uh, loved when they it. Got into I thought that was great.
1: That was probably of all the superhero little buddy ones of the coming out. Mm. Like that was the I appreciate it because I'm a lawyer, you know. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, you tell him it's you're a vigilante outside the law. There's plenty of room inside the law. The law. I'm one of those people that believes that there's always an answer in the law.
0: So you feel like Foggy was totally justified in reacting the way that he did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Huh. Interesting.
1: Yeah, if they were waiters, not so much. But that wasn't their freaking <laughs> career. <laughs> they were lawyers. <laughs> they took an oath. <laughs> supposed to stick one to it. job. <laughs> Obey the law. <laughs> Defend it. Use and it. Expand it.
0: Some folks may recognize um, Foggy from just about every 90s teen movie that was out there. But more recently, he was in The Hunger Games' Mockingjay. Mm. He was uh, one of the... Mm, I always forget Early Kills. Pop. No, he was, like, uh, <laughs> with the video crew that goes with her back to District uh, okay. 12, and he was the mute, and he, he had his tongue oh. uh, cut off, but he mm. was, like, really sweet and, like, told her to sing, asked her to sing for him. And mm. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, Foggy um, is great comic relief. Um, there's Sometimes I wish they would tone down the one-liners just a little bit, just a pinch. Just yeah, and up.
1: the drinking problem. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> like has Like, he that. orders a whole bottle of whiskey. He doesn't just go to the bar and get a glass of whiskey. He goes to the bar, and they're like, here's your bottle. Right. And he doesn't go home until the bottle's gone.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's messed up. He's got a problem. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, they only addressed <laughs> it once. And, like, the first time he takes Karen to the bar, and he's like, oh, we've had this bottle for X amount of however long. Lies. Because they keep bringing him, they keep finishing it. And so I think they're trying to allude to the fact that, oh, they're drinking out of the same bottle. No, they keep finishing it every yeah, time. No, we notice. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, I don't know. I'm enjoying Eldon in this role. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything more would you like to add about Foggy? Uh,
1: no, but uh, when we get to this next one, I think the first few times we shouldn't mention his name.
0: Why shouldn't we mention his name? Because they don't mention his name in the show.
1: I know, for like the first four episodes. I don't want
0: to die. He's not going. Vincent D'Onofrio or... Mm -mm
1: Mm-mm. Vincent D'Onofrio is totally cool, but nonetheless, Vincent D'Onofrio is showing up as Mm-mm. and being all whack shit crazy.
0: <laughs> Which I love. Yeah, like, he is
1: everything the way he talks, the way he doesn't talk, the way he looks, the way he doesn't look. It's just everything. Vincent is just owning this role.
0: He commands like, every scene. Yeah. Like, he can't just sit there and hang out. They in should the
1: call corner. it the Wilson Fisk show. <gasps>
0: You've said it. He won't
1: You've kill me for that. that. <laughs> That's how love. Wilson knows love. Give him a little Zupa cake.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, um, Vincent D'Onofrio is just like, and it's not even, this is something a little bit different of a villain that I've, I've seen before, where he's got like this really calm, whoops, calm, quiet rage going on, and then he will like flip out immediately. But it's just, The way that he's doing it I don't think I've seen that in a villain on screen before he's just like this it's almost like a a symphony
1: people who want to be villains that are in acting school right now you're going to have to study him you have to study Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk because there's no villain like him (laughs) he makes me feel alone (laughs)
0: the (laughs) beautiful the most beautiful part about it (laughs) is that they tease the audience for like two solid episodes before we even actually before they even say his actual before we even see him like i think we see the back of his head at the end of episode three, three yeah and then um it's like still another three more episodes till they actually say his name yeah and he's got like this hinge this uh his sidekick um wesley wesley james wesley who goes around and you know does his business, his PR, administration for him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, takes care of things. You know, handles his conferences and whatnot. And um, and I'm still not quite clear what Fisk's motivation is. Is it just that he is, is just bottom line? Well, that's he cool wants thing. to he wants Hell's Kitchen to be a better place, and he's just going about it the wrong way
1: or the right way. See, that's the cool thing about Wilson Fisk is. Of all the villains, they make you, there's more backstory on him and he's more of a rounded out character than any villain I've ever come across because you kind of like him Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: they show you that he's just like, you know, that little kid with a bully of her father and that's what turns him and then you see him like want to have that human connection and fall in love and there's all this stuff where it's like, wow, normally you don't get to see that side of the villain. You know, if a villain's got a special lady in his life, it's like she's just as crazy a trophy, or or she, yeah, or she's just as bonkers as hell, and like he really loves this woman, and they establish the love story in such a sincere way that you just like you love them both, (laughs) like they are so interesting. The villains here, quote unquote, you know, and really, that's the thing that I will say that they did do well with the plot, which is, you know, Daredevil. as opposed to the other superheroes is like questionably, are you really making this a better place or are you just Mm.
0: screwing things up? (laughs) You're just kind of getting in the way. No,
1: like seriously, dude, (laughs) like the world would probably be all right if you just stayed the hell home. Right. (laughs) And didn't put on the mask and get in the middle of everything. And I think that's just daredevil's plot in, in the universe of superheroes. He's, He should be doing his day job being a lawyer and he could really impact the world better that way. But he's compelled to throw fisticuffs and put on the mask and be a vigilante. And I don't think, and I think it's intentional. I don't think it's supposed to come off admirably. For Daredevil? Yeah, I think Daredevil's plot in the world of superheroes is like, you're one of those dudes that maybe should have just (laughs) stayed in the gym, been an amazing (laughs) blind guy in the gym inspirational to other blind people and lawyers for that matter. <laughs> like you could have done so much more in the world <laughs> not hiding and putting on the mask and beating up criminals and obstructing justice essentially. And police investigations. Yeah, it's and, really and the rationale that, you know, everybody's on Fisk's payroll, I mean if that was a novel plot approach, then yeah, sure, great. But it's not.
0: But it's really not because um and at the point where he's finally – where Fisk is finally captured and he's in the police car, it seems to be evenly split, like the police force. Like, we've got Fisk's payroll and then the guys who are actually doing their jobs. So it's not like, you know, everybody was on his payroll. Yeah, right, right. And it just – And
1: the daredevil tipped the balance. No.
0: That's yeah. not what happened. Yeah. That's weird. But back to Vincent. Um, <laughs> He's just – like you were saying, the his love story – He's very shy, like when he meets her and he has no idea how to act around a woman or how to take her out to dinner. And it's just it's this endearing, like little sweet side. And it's very hard. You tr- you you find it very hard not to like him. And it's just it's crazy.
1: Man can make how, an omelet. How well. <laughs> little chives. He's, he's, yeah, that's he's the got the this... thing. There's a couple of devices, directing devices. Oh, it's beautiful. Very heavily. Yeah, there's some beauty into it too, but there's also kind of like, okay, look, you, no. you can't open another one of these shows with somebody waking up. Stop with the waking <laughs> up. I'm, we get it. Very powerful metaphor. I'm, yes. I'm
0: not talking about like, you know, when they went through <laughs> the whole thing about nine
1: times out of thirteen shows, somebody uh, wakes up and about that's how they start the show.
0: Fisk's um, daily ritual, yeah. you know, and they they show that, you know, he makes his omelet, and blah blah blah, and he cho- goes through all of his black suits and picks that, blah blah blah, and then you know that first night vanessa i think is her name <laughs> yeah nice that's um. how i feel about his rituals <laughs>
1: Okay. Go <laughs> <laughs> on all right the first night he wakes
0: up um uh, the first night when he wakes when vanessa has stayed over with him and then he goes to, to go through his rituals again and it's apparent that she's kind of she's inserted herself into them and you see that difference like now he's making two omelets now she's like eating part of his omelet at the table and now now she's helping him pick out a lighter a lighter color suit and she's like pulls out like a little nice handkerchief for him a, a kerchief and it's just a nice little touch to see that contrast now as to where like what where his mindset might be moving to i don't know It's just something that i thought was interesting yeah
1: note he beat the crap out of the daredevil. That was kind of awesome. <laughs> Picked him up like a little toy, threw him across the room.
0: One of the <laughs> best uh, moments for Wilson Fisk is um, his Samaritan speech that he gives at the end there when he's in the um, back of the police van, and he's and you think that we, they've he's been caught. The audience is supposed to think that, oh, this is the end for him and he's back there and he's talking about how, you know, this, this story, for, this parable from the Bible about a man who is walking through and yada yada and I won't go through it, but um, then you you see that you start to realize, oh no, something's really, something big is about to happen, something's about to go down. Oh yeah, it's
1: it getting biblical like Sam Jackson in right. Fiction.
0: And I, I came across a couple other things. It's like a lot of times when, every time in movies when a villain or just about anybody. When they start quoting Bible verses, that's when stuff is really about to happen. It's they're about to just go off on mm-hmm. everybody. Yep. I, I think it happened in Book of Eli. There's like a character in Saving Private Ryan who like says Bible verses. He's a sniper, and every time he snipes someone, so um, look out for that Samaritan speech because that's when things get really great and that's that's when the pickup really happens. I think this is like episode twelve, maybe thirteen, and. What really, like we've 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 put all of our pieces in place, and Vincent has been or Fisk has been established as like a hard hitter and someone not to be trifled with, and um, I cannot wait to see where his story goes. But still vulnerable. He's still vulnerable because he he was still he was very much concerned about what he he had an escape plan for Vanessa, if he were to get caught.
1: Yeah, and he seems to respect his business partner.
0: Which one? Ma. oh, the the old Chinese, the Chinese lady. lady. Well, she seems like she's she got into fought Daredevil, didn't she? she? She 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 basically she pushed him. She, she, she Buddha yeah, bombed she him. Like, <laughs> and got rid of him very quickly. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna have some respect for that lady.
1: Yep. So Rosario Dawson plays mm-hmm. like. You know, here's the thing about Daredevil. On the one hand, it's like...
0: Nurse Lady Temple.
1: Blind guy totally could be independent, but he's still dependent on people as Daredevil because he's totally dependent on his buddy Foggy. He's totally dependent on Karen. He's totally dependent on Rosario Dawson's character. What's her name?
0: Uh, Claire Temple.
1: Claire Temple. Claire stitches him up after he gets his butt whooped Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have superhuman healing powers and stuff like that. He's...
0: Just a regular old Joe with Uh a do-rag.
1: Yeah, that can basically heat sense.
0: Okay, that's what we're going with? Okay. Yeah. Okay. so that, uh, All right. That'll explain it. I can take that. I'll take that and run because I was very confused about what he could and couldn't see.
1: Yeah, what I don't understand is like the occasional impression that he has super strength. Like I understand super hearing. Mm I understand the heat sensing thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's a couple of things that just make no sense. Like, he walks into a room without touching anything, and somebody's like, "What do you have in the room?" And he's like, twelve yeah. nails."
0: That was that was a little <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> in a cupboard. <laughs> but it wasn't, and that was, that's, that's 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 like the worst part. It wasn't even like he walked in the room when that happened. Because even then, I would have bought that. Yeah, had he walked in the room. Okay, maybe he bumped shook, into a shook table, heard something. a shingle or something. I'll, I'll buy Any that.
1: Rain Man explanation? He was
0: sitting there; nothing had moved, and yeah, so. Stuff like that, that's bugging me about um, what his abilities are. I can tell from
1: the smell that there's 12 nails.
0: You know, (laughs) I mean, there's like,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. like The Daredevil franchise was the least well thought out. I really feel like they're like, we'll take some science and radioactivity and, you know, we'll make it like Bruce Wayne, but not exactly like Bruce Wayne. Like Spider-Man, but not exactly like Spider-Man. To make sure people don't think we're ripping off Spider-Man, who's all about his neighborhood. Friendly that, neighborhood Spider-Man <laughs> from New York. This guy's Hell's Kitchen. He's just a different part of the river. It's like, okay, we got the Brooklyn Bronx crew. They're covered. Yeah. So we're just,
0: <laughs> Hell's Kitchen is unattended. You got to do something for Hobart and
1: Hell's Kitchen.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs>
1: so, Superman clearly has Manhattan. You know. I mean, what about
0: the poor people of Hell's Kitchen?
1: There's Gotham, which is Wall Street. That's mm. Batman.
0: Okay. So, gotta do something. So basically, New York is covered. They're, New York is good. like
1: the safest place in the world to be, or
0: <laughs> the worst place to be if you're a villain, or the best place to be if you're a villain. I guess and, it depends on how you're
1: gonna shine unless you've got worthy opponents. <laughs> Goes back to the whole: Would we have a Joker if there wasn't a Batman? Probably. Mm, I don't know.
0: Like you mean Batman. just in in theory? Like, would there be a Joker in that universe? Sure yeah. there would.
1: They, no, they made it seem like everything escalated because Batman had escalated.
0: Um, I, I feel like no. Uh, The Dark Knight Rises, the Joker was doing his thing, man. I'm going it off was... the
1: Tim Burton version because i can because michael keaton's from pittsburgh i don't even remember that deal with it (laughs) michael keaton trump card um all right so maybe not anyway rosario dawson when i see her up on the screen all i can think of is that little skin flick she did with edward norton
0: a skin flick she did with edward norton what is that you know you made me watch it edward norton yep are you sure
1: yep nope <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> yes I think I I remember definitely a, no <laughs> I remember a movie where she showed a lot of skin yeah that wasn't Edward Norton I doubt it um, I don't even remember the name of the movie though either way so that's all you can think of now I think most men when they look at Rosario <laughs> Dawson just think of her naked first anyway first there was
1: Grindhouse and then there was like whoa hey whoa TMI
0: eh. so trance was the movie and the gentleman was uh, uh, James Mac- James McAvoy,
1: hmm.
0: not Edward Norton. Do they look alike? No.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh well. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> so I guess the the last two uh, folks in the cast here. Um, we've got Toby Leonard Moore who plays James Wesley, and sadly he meets his demise. But oh, the best thing that. Karen did was shoot Wesley point blank and murder him.
1: Yeah, I want to get back to Rosario Dawson now. It sounded like you were done. No. Okay. Okay, so Matthew Murdoch, blind, can see heat, mm-hmm. and yet somehow manages to resist Miss Dawson.
0: I think she's the one resisting him.
1: Oh, yeah? You don't think
0: he's resisting her? No, I think she's... um. She's like, you have to stop being a crazy yeah, vigilante. Yeah, basically. She's like, I'm not doing this with you. What yeah. <laughs> <But> I won't. <laughs> it's great to see you without your shirt on <laughs> and holes in you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's. I think she's being the smart one there.
1: Okay. Well, he's an idiot. He should definitely break up with being a vigilante <laughs> and go out break with. Break up with me. Break <laughs> up with Daredevil. Up with Rosario, I'm telling you. That's the smarter move. She was great in Grindhouse. Yes, she was. It'd be better if she wasn't there as a character. I think if she was there as herself, <laughs> <laughs> I Matthew like her Mordok. character. Yeah, her character is great. Claire Temple, the do, ER good, the do good nurse with you know a little bit of a street edge to her.
0: She's I like awesome. how she like when she found him in the dumpster. You know, she brought him up and everything. And
1: it's just like better off dead. Somebody threw a perfectly good white boy. <laughs>
0: it's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are we done with Rosario? Mm-hmm. 'cause I don't really have that right much I don't back. really have that much to say <laughs> about the other two anyway which were on the list before Rosario which you skipped before we got to her
1: Toby Leonard Moore what else was he in?
0: Um I don't know. Uh, uh he was he was in John Wick. Okay. Um
1: was he a bad guy? Yeah. He Great. was like one
0: of the yeah, I was expecting
1: more out of James Wesley, the character. Yeah, I thought I was waiting be more. for there to be like a huge throwdown between yeah. him and Daredevil, of which he like beat Daredevil to within an inch of his life. That's what I thought would happen. And no, I was hoping. No, he gets killed by Karen. It's which like, you what? know,
0: good for her. Yeah, she stood up for herself because he was gonna straight up kill her. But on the second thought, it's like that's a waste. There, of a, there should of a... have
1: been a scene where they showed the power and range of James Wesley before they
0: killed him. Right, because. Why did Fisk trust him so much? Yeah, why was he
1: my friend? Yeah. He was my friend.
0: We, <laughs> we never <laughs> got to really see why. Yeah. And their relationship ran so deep.
1: I hope they bring him back for some flashback. Like, there's going to be, I think, a, and again, I'm speculating. There's going to be a parallel story, I think. You can't just have Vincent D'Onofrio killing this character and be like okay we're not going to use him for the rest of this series
0: vincent onofrio yeah like they need to no bring him he's back. definitely coming back
1: and so when they bring him back maybe there'll be a backstory about wesley how yeah he and james wesley met maybe james wesley and his backstory will get told because really how far can you take the stick backstory Right. yeah that's been done sticks sticks got a future story he's like aligned with somebody like Raza Ghul or something like that. Mm. I totally am mixing up my DC and Marvel comic metaphors. I'm sorry for the purists out there. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about.
0: So I, um, so yeah, so bringing Fisk back to you know he's got plenty of reasons to to have to, for Daredevil to be his new nemesis and to like be focused on getting him back for the death of his friend Wesley for separating him from Vanessa. For ruining all of his plans for having him incarcerated, so the list goes on and on. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I think his he changes his name to Kingpin. Like he starts to be known as Kingpin in the mm. next series because that would make sense. Because I think that was his character's name in the movie, and it might be in mm. the comic, or like that's what they're mm. call they call him. So it comes I don't know.
1: back, yeah, that makes sense. Well, let's talk about Von Curtis Hall. Okay, <laughs> Ben Urich Ben has <clears throat> played basically like a traditional Greek tragedy play. Well, he was the seer. Mm-hmm. He was the journalist. He he saw the truth. Yeah. And when they killed him off, and he's dead, then it's like nobody can find their way anymore.
0: Or that was supposed to be like the driving force that pushed Daredevil over the edge. Like I'm about to, I have to kill him now because he killed Ben.
1: Yeah, he was our only chance. It, you know, revealing him in the light and but shining you know. the truth on it. But then Wilson Fisk subverted the media. <coughs> like, he kind of took that traditional role of s- truth seeker, truth sayer, and was like, in this modern world with media and mm-hmm. newspapers that are easily bought out and corruptible, you can play it. Which was, I think, I think is a relevant statement on today's state of media. Mm-hmm. But I just, I really, you know. As an allegory, Ben was the truth sayer, and then Which, Ben did not survive in this world.
0: But what was sad is Take that note. they never really gave him. They never really gave him a chance to illustrate. You know, uh, all no, you no. Keep, he was all you keep hearing about is how great of a reporter he was, and all this stuff that he's done yeah, in the right. past and done in the past. They should have at least been. They should have at least been allowed to have let him hit send on uh, write no, the story no. on blog, mm-hmm. and then, you know hit send you
1: know the book save the cat right yeah okay ben is a cat in this series but it's not save the cat it's kill the cat they made you care about ben and his <laughs> sick wife and all this other stuff for what just so you would for care nothing. about him and then when he died you'd be pissed off
0: I really kill wasn't, the cat though like i was like meh because <clears throat> he didn't really do it. He, d- he contributed nothing
1: <clears throat> well that's why they played up the whole backstory of his wife like his wife was depending on him
0: but the it turns out not so much because he he's set her up with some sort of life insurance policy at the end so she was fine but <laughs> but
1: Note to self. he just never had a chance to actually
0: like shine and you know he kept getting knocked down i just feel like it would have been a little more powerful powerful or made more sense if they were he was at least allowed to have released one story with the truth and then fist kill him sure okay fine but it also is like Alf is investigating. Karen is the one that got him to Fisk's mom, and he still didn't even know like what was happening. And it was just like, Wait. so I don't, I don't know. It, he just kind of seemed like a, a waste of a. His character was wasted.
1: Is was a good waste, of a, formidable brow.
0: Does he also Bondi have Curtis a formidable Hall? brow?
1: Formidable brow. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that's all the characters. Well
1: played. I mean, I think Vondi Curtis Hall was, again, you know, an interesting character because he was so well played. He was underutilized. Yeah, but
0: underutilized. Which is a shame. Okay, so, you know, we've pretty much, I think we've gone through it here. Um, I do really enjoy the style in which the show is filmed. It's like very gritty. And like a neo noir type thing. I love that, you know, the darkness. It's not, I, I like the fact that it's not like super colorful, like puppy type comic book range. And it's very visually appealing. And speaking of the direction, like that. If you watch nothing else of this show, of, of the Daredevil series, watch episode two in the hallway fight scene when he's really tired it's amazing it's like but it's shot so well and it it gives the illusion i don't know if it actually was done in one take but it gives the illusion that it was all done in one take and they utilize this this way of there's this way of like you know the camera never leaves the hallway and so like when the action moves into one of the other rooms in the hallway you're relied upon just audio and then sometimes you know random people get thrown out and that's like the beauty of it like you don't see the camera doesn't take you into the other rooms uh, where the fight is happening like Daredevil is like fighting probably like I don't know 10 dudes throughout this thing and it's kind of reminiscent of um old boy there's this hallway fight scene where there's like old boy is fighting probably like 30 dudes and the way that they were instead of being in the hallway with them we're like on the sidelines watching and you just see the the action like progress forward I think the only problem that I might have technically is maybe the pacing in some of the stories. Yeah. But then again, it's also like they can kind of get away with it because it's all the it's meant for binge watching. Like all the episodes were released at one time, and it's not like they expect you. They're waiting for people or needing people to come back every week for the next episode. Yeah.
1: You remember? Did you read comics in the paper that would come? Yeah. Okay. Did you have a weekly comic that you read?
0: Not like a um episodic one. Like, you know, I would read The Peanuts or Grimm, Mother Goose and Grimm. Okay. Like those but I remember but not seeing like, those not ones. Like uh Valiant Prince no. or Brenda
1: no. Starr no. or Spider Man. <clears throat> yeah, the pacing of this T V series has similar pacing of like the newspaper comic series. It's like where Really, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. One thing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the next week, one more thing happens. Yeah. And, then, and it's just like, in this day and age, seriously, the unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt is going to crush you, Daredevil. Kimmy Schmidt versus Daredevil. Kimmy <laughs> Schmidt wins. That, that is moving. That is moving. She eats some waffles. She eats some muffins. She sees some rock and roll. She gets a job. She goes roller skating. There's stuff happening to Kimmy Schmidt. There is nothing happening to the daredevil. It's just like things happen to Hell's Kitchen, and mm. then he goes out and cut does his, his little bit. Makes butt like butt
0: whooped several times. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's the other kind of sad anti-hero thing. The Murdoch story: his dad, the boxer that <laughs> you know, used to get paid to take a fall, right. and then doesn't take a fall and gets killed. Spoiler. <coughs> Meanwhile, his son inherits his dad's. <laughs>
0: Ability to take a punch. ability to
1: take a punch. Right, That's his <laughs> other superhuman
0: power. Right? I get my ass beat a lot. Well, one to five, what would you give it?
1: Uh, I'd give it a three. A three? You know, if I'm just going off Vincent D'Onofrio, I'd give it a five. <laughs> Seriously, again, students of villainry, study Wilson Fisk's character. Study Vincent D'Onofrio's delivery. He is awesome.
0: Most definitely.
1: And the, the casting, again, the actors, I don't blame any of the actors. The actors are doing a fine job. The writing, the directing, you need to tighten up your game. You've got amazing cinematography. You've got amazing fight uh, choreographers. choreographers, sequences, whatever. You've got amazing actors. Use them. Mm. Let your writing rely on what can be shown. You don't need right. to hold our hand. You don't need to walk us through it. Right. Real slow-like. I mean, freaking pick up the pace, people. This is the internet age. <laughs> pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's my two cents.
0: Okay. Um, will you watch season two? when I
1: Yes, I will, and I'll be rooting for the careers of everybody who committed to this project <laughs> and be harsh on the writers and directors and the showrunner. I think... Who's the showrunner? Let's call him out right I now. I don't know. Showrunner, you know who you are. We're coming after you, Rip.
0: I don't, um, I, I agree with a three-star rating. That seems fair. It seems accurate, especially considering that, you know, had it been, if it's just solely on Vincent D'Onofrio, then yes, totally five stars across the board. And yes, I am most definitely going to return for season two and I'm looking forward to it. Um, we are going to take a quick break and then come back for Six Degrees of James Franco. Are you a filmmaker? Do you want to be a filmmaker? Do you think you could make a film in 48 hours? Well now is your time to test that theory. Pittsburgh, the 48 Hour Film Project is back for another wild and sleepless weekend of filmmaking. July 10th through 12th is the weekend that we are giving you. If you're not familiar with the 48 Hour Film Project, this is how it goes down. We give you a genre, a character, a prop, a line of dialogue, and 48 hours to make a four to seven minute film. All the films will be screened at the Hollywood Theater the following week. We choose the best film of Pittsburgh and that best film of Pittsburgh goes on to compete against all the other cities yes this competition goes on in over 200 cities worldwide so this is just a great thing to be participating in not only do you get to flex your filmmaking chops but it's a good chance for your film to be seen by friends family and adoring fans So, if you're interested in signing up, go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh. If you're not in Pittsburgh or near Pittsburgh, you should probably check the website to see if there's one near you, because there probably is one. So just go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh. You can also check us out on Facebook at Pittsburgh 48-Hour Film Project. And we're also on Twitter at Pittsburgh48HAFP. 48 hour, the Pittsburgh 48-Hour Film Project is sponsored by Chatham University, the hardware store, Pittsburgh Film Office, and Rugged Angel Productions. So once again, go to 48HourFilm.com Pittsburgh, sign up your team, and get ready to make some movie magic. Okay, we're back, and um, now it's time to play Six Degrees of James Franco.
1: Welcome to America's favorite pop culture game. The best game since Kevin Bacon. You're listening to another version of Six Degrees of James Franco.
0: Now, I have already figured it out, but D tells me that a TV show is unacceptable.
1: No, it's the exact opposite. Because this is a TV show.
0: Okay. If it was a movie, you'd have to go strictly movies. Okay. Alright, so Charlie Cox, Boardwalk Empire, to Gretchen Mole, who played um, Michael Pitt's mom. Gretchen Mole to True Story with James Franco. Done. <laughs> Done. True story? That's it. That's the new movie that he's that's out with him and Jonah Hill. Didn't have to use Spider-Man at all. Ugh. Or <laughs> Freaks and Geeks this time around. It's a new one. <laughs> it's... All right, so do you have anything more you'd like to add about your two cents about Daredevil? Or anything you're looking forward to besides more awesome Dinofrio D'Noffs? no okay thank you (laughs) well other than the fact that i am very much looking forward to seeing um, more vincent on daredevil and awesome fighting stylings of charlie cox and to see where all these other characters go and hopefully just becomes a better a better show and they just continue to grow a little bit more
1: fighting style of charlie cox stunt
0: Right. And I'm sorry, I forgot your name already. But I did mention it earlier. So oh, also just a sidebar. Um, I don't know if in the movie Daredevil could see in the rain. He cannot do that in this TV show. I'm unclear about if that's something from the comics or not. And I know I could Google it. I could look it up. But I want somebody out there to tell me. Give me Daredevil's backstory. Let me know what's up. So you can tweet us oh my god my ipad just went out um you can tweet us at dtw podcast or you can talk to us on facebook at down to watch podcast and you can also send us an email at down to at gmail.com and please subscribe to us on itunes and rate and review that really helps us out and i am kay and thank you for listening to down to watch